Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 106. And today we are doing some really entertaining pop culture conspiracies. Yes, we are. Yes. And I'm very excited for this because normally when we do conspiracies on this show, we talk about very serious ones related right. to the government or aliens. And today's are just, you know, more relaxed and fun. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about some Spotify conspiracies, McDonald's, Britney Spears. That is one of my favorite ones. JK Rowling. Look at them. Bunch yeah, of stuff. That Taylor Swift. really interesting. Yes. So we will get into that. Yeah. Some of these theories are super interesting and I'll bet you haven't heard of some of the things that we've got to cover today. Yes. I'm especially excited to talk about the McDonald's one mm -hmm. and the Spotify one. Me too. The Spotify one especially is like kind of crazy. So it's very interesting. But before we get into our news topics, we want to thank our sponsors for today. We've got Candid, ExpressVPN, Upstart, Third Love, and Bombus. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show. But let's jump right into our first news story. So we haven't talked about the Lori Vallow case in a little while, I feel like. But there has been some updates to the case that are starting to kind of continue to unravel this story of these mm -hmm. two missing children of Lori Vallow's, Tylee and JJ, who've been missing since September and we still have had no updates on where their whereabouts are mm -hmm. or their condition that they're in. We have no idea still because Lori will not say anything about it. I know. And she's very, her attitude towards anyone that's trying to figure out where they are has just been so poor. She's seems like she thinks she's untouchable. I still 100% believe that she, the reason she acts like this is because she thinks the world's going to end. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't care. She has no worries about Definitely. consequences and, she just acts like she's can't be bothered by all this. It's so disgusting. And I thought more would be out by now. I really thought we'd have more of an idea of what could have happened by now. I thought she kind of would have cracked. Maybe she's crazy. She's though. not. She doesn't seem to be worried about anything whatsoever. Mm -mm. And since we've last talked about it, she was extradited from Hawaii where she was living with her husband, Chad mm -hmm. Daybell. And Hawaii. now she's back in Idaho where she is in jail currently awaiting trial. Mm hmm. And she's been fighting her bond because the bond was originally set at $5 million and she can't get a bond secured for that amount. So she's been asking the judge to lower the amount to $10,000. That's a large amount to lower it from yeah. five mil to 10,000. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Not only that, she's been fighting to have the judge removed from her case actually. And there's no reason mm -hmm. specified as to why she's doing that, but it's very interesting to know. And actually today, she, the judge actually removed himself from her case. Oh, really? So she's going to get a new judge, which doesn't, what she huh. thinks is going to help her because a new judge is going to come in and lower the bond or let her go free. I wonder why he recused himself. We don't know. There's some weirdness going on. There's so much more to this story than it what's being reported. Too, yeah. yeah. Like I could see this end up having a major, huge documentary one day with tons of information Absolutely. in multiple parts like there's just so much that we're missing right now it's hard to get a full picture absolutely so yeah she was before a judge this week and she tried to get the bail lower but the judge only lowered it to one million dollars so she still needs a ten thousand dollar bond in order to do that but the problem is is that no bail bondman wants to give her a bond yeah. because they're all really worried that if they do this for her mm -hmm. then she might flee and it might end up costing them millions of dollars to and that's what she's gonna back. do because she totally would skip town. She thinks right. that the world's going to end this summer. So she'd rather spend her last couple of months out of jail, living her life free than, you know, waiting for trial. And this stuff takes a long time. Oh, I'm sure she hates prison and I'm sure it's not a great place for her, especially since this case is so public mm -hmm. and there's so much news coverage on it. I'm yeah. sure other inmates know about her. And yeah, she's not going to do well in prison. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So she wants to get out, but she can't get a bond. So she's not going to be able to get out before her trial. Do you think that she killed the kids? Do you think they're alive is my question, I guess. I don't know, man. It's, it's really hard to say because it, it's all up to how much you believe in their actual belief system of this doomsday cult that they're supposed to that they're allegedly in that Chad is mm -hmm. kind of orchestrating maybe. And it's really comes down to how much you believe they believe in that. And I think they honestly do. Like, I think they really yeah. do believe oh, yeah. in this stuff and they, they really too. do think the world's going to, especially now, I mean, with yeah. what's going on in the world, they're probably like, this all plays into our narrative of totally. the world ending Coronavirus in July and, or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Chad new details came out about him as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We found out that he, kind of random details, but we found out from his past like a couple decades ago 
while he was in college, he was a grave digger. And he did that for a while. And you like talked about how he had to like bury babies and stuff. And the way he kind of describes it in the news article is very, I don't know. It's a little like he wasn't bothered by it at all, Mm -hmm. which I mean, some people aren't bothered by, by death, but at the same time, someone has to do it. Exactly. And he was like, Oh, it was a good escape for me, whatever. But just the fact that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's from his studies and stuff because he went to Brigham young university Mm. and stuff. Okay. But that was one of the details that came out. Also, we found out that he sent Lori an email allegedly in 2019 while she was still married to her ex, Charles Vallow, who ended up dying from Lori's brother, Alex Cox, killing him, which was all a really weird situation. Yeah. But in the email, Chad is detailing the seven missions they have to accomplish together before the end of the world. She's got to go finish the missions. I wonder what those missions the world are. Ends. I do too. That's what's so weird about it. I don't know. I, I have a gut feeling and I could be totally wrong. This is just a feeling, but I think they're alive. I think the kids are alive. I think her attitude yeah. makes me feel like maybe they are like, she doesn't seem concerned about them and it wouldn't, it would just make sense with their whole story and they right. could totally well, could go be in either a bunker way. and mm-hmm. they wouldn't want them to know where that bunker is if they're trying to keep it secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally, there's no evidence for that, but it's a definite possibility mm-hmm. for sure. I think you have to consider both equally at this point. Yeah. Cause I mean, the more you look into them and their relationship and even in this email, they're talking about having to translate ancient records and Chad's writing about identifying locations in Northeast Arizona for white camps. Don't know what white that camps. is. White camps is what he calls it. That doesn't sound good. And then to establish the presidency of the church of firstborn uh. help establish the food distribution as the tribulations start, which really makes me believe they're really yeah. gearing up for the end of the world mm-hmm. and they're have this whole society or something. That's why they're calling it a doomsday cults. Cause there's yeah. probably more people involved in this. I oh, doubt it's just definitely. Chad and Lori and no. potentially Tylee and JJ yeah. have been brought into this, but there's probably more people if they're talking about camps and things like that. 100%. So it really makes you start to believe their story to some extent that they are preparing for the end because that's really what they're showing and that's what the authorities are finding as they dig into this. Yeah, I think it's totally possible they're keeping them somewhere, hiding them. But the other thing that we learned was that Ty Lee was actually last seen in Yellowstone National Park in September and then JJ later disappeared that same month and he was last seen attending his elementary school. So they both were last seen in different places, which is also interesting to think about. And one's in a national park here and one's at school, so it's it's very weird. It's yeah, like, it why would weird. they go missing separately? It just, it's very bizarre. Not saying it couldn't happen because mm-hmm. it obviously did, but it's like, why? Yeah. There's not a lot of things that add up at all with this. No, not at all. That's why there's so much interest in this case. People are yeah, intrigued know, coming it, up with so many theories because no one knows. It doesn't make any sense in the fact that they're being so quiet about it. But the other piece of evidence that we've been able to see was that we found out that Lori was renting a self-storage unit in Rexburg, Idaho. And there's actually surveillance footage of her going in and getting it on October 1st. And then over the next two months, her and then two other men visit this locker over 10 times. And they're putting like personal belongings in the storage, like children's items, a photo Mm -hmm. album, blankets, pictures of the children prepping Mm -hmm. and putting them in the storage. Yeah. And they've been trying to figure out who exactly are the men that have been coming to the storage unit. And you can't really tell because the footage is kind of grainy, right, of course. Of course. But based upon, you know, what the guy looks like and how he walks and things like that, they think that maybe her brother, Alex, has been there with her as well as Chad, obviously, mm-hmm. has been there. So those are the latest updates with the case. And again, we're still waiting for the trial to happen. Mm-hmm. And she's facing serious charges uh, for child abandonment, other misdemeanors. So she's facing some serious charges and it'll be, I guess, interesting to see how the trial pans out because from right, from what we know right now, it's not a whole lot mm-hmm. as far as like the last, cause they have like nothing to work with. It seems that way. It's interesting how she seems to care more about her appearance than her situation. She's like really got her hair nice and got lipstick on and mm-hmm. she just seems like an incredibly fucked up person. Yeah, I mean, she's clearly completely off this mm-hmm. plane of reality and off in Chad's reality, and who knows where that's going. I so. know. Well, we'll keep you guys updated if anything new you know, comes out. Absolutely. 
So obviously the other big story that's been going around is the coronavirus. It has become a pandemic in the last week. global pandemic. It's gotten really bad really fast. I feel like it wasn't that long ago we were talking about it on the show and we were, you know, just saying like maybe everyone's overreacting. It's, I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. It's blown up. It's gotten crazy. Disney World closed today. Disneyland. You know it's bad when that shit closes down. Disney like never misses an opportunity to make money. Well, I think the, the cause for concern is clearly it's transferring from person to person extremely quickly. So mm-hmm. you're getting infected at rapid rates. I I've read and heard that it's just is like some particles from a cough Yes, that can, you know, get it. And now we've also learned that the coronavirus can actually remain in the air for a few hours after it's put out. It can just float there. Float in the air for so a couple walk hours. You could cough. walk through. Somebody could have coughed in an area or something, and you could walk oh, through it and get it. Oh my gosh! And then it can stay on surfaces for a couple of days. Is what a new oh, study's so finding. Gross! Isn't this definitely making you look at how like hygienic you are? I've always thought I was a really clean, hygienic person. I love baths. I love. I love to wash my hands actually, but like now I'm like rethinking everything, like the way I touch things in public or just everything I'm doing, car handles and. I'm washing my hands all of the time now. It's crazy. Yeah. And specifically remembering not to touch my face or like, yes, that's the hardest right. is like, you always want to touch I your do face, all the time. like scratch yourself. And when someone says not to, t- not to do it, then you want to do it. But yeah. yeah, this has gotten out of control fast and it's a huge concern for a lot of people, especially the elderly community. Obviously, as we've talked about, they are being affected way more. There's been a lot of deaths in the older populations, it doesn't seem to, it hasn't killed any children so far, right? I don't believe so. No, I'm pretty sure that no one under 30 has died. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it's only been fatal to people who are older. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people even say that there's kids or, you know, other people that have it and they are totally asymptomatic and have no symptoms. And yeah, you don't even know you have it. Like I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks says he's like, like they, yeah. they tested positive, but they're they're not like on their deathbed. They're like, oh, I mean, I think they're okay. They're quarantined. For the most part. Yeah. Right. They're having like minor symptoms. It seems to really vary based on who gets it, but it's it definitely makes me really concerned for my grandma, well, both my grandparents. Like just, you know, obviously you're worried about people who are pregnant and just those at risk or who have underlying, underlying conditions, conditions is the yeah. main thing. Cancer, things uh, like that mm-hmm. is so, really, I mean, when your immune system's already under attack by another disease, to then have a virus come into your body and wreak havoc is right. not not a good yeah. good thing at all. I mean, it's going to make everything ten times worse yeah, and it's a really lot harder scary. for it to your body to fight off. And right now, there's still no you know vaccine or cure or anything like that for it. So mm-hmm. that's that's probably the scariest thing is not knowing that if you do have it and you do have some sort of condition or something that it's going to be a fight. Like there's nothing that's going to be able to mm-hmm. completely remove it from you. And you kind of have to ride it out, it seems like. Yeah. Well, what's also interesting is there was a clip that kind of went viral. Joe Rogan had a infectious disease expert on his podcast, Michael Osterholm. And he put out some stats about it because Joe Rogan was like, asked what we all have want to know. Like, how serious is this? What, how worried should we be? Right. And this, is a guy, this guy is an expert on diseases and, and infectious mm-hmm. diseases for that matter. And he said that literally the coronavirus could continue for the next three to seven months That's crazy. that we could continue to see cases over that time. Obviously people are going to recover after a couple of weeks. Most people will recover after a couple of weeks, but it, that amount of time, the amount of patients and people that get infected could be an enormous amount. I mean, he was saying that it could require like 48 million hospitalizations Wow. up to 96 million cases or oh infections God, a fucking nightmare. and over 480,000 deaths. Wow. So Right now, we're we're only up to a couple thousand, I believe. And it's just impacting general society big time now. There's all the panic that's happening. The Mm -hmm. grocery stores are all cleared around us. You know, here in Colorado, I don't know where you guys live personally, but we're seeing empty shelves, no meat, no eggs, no canned stuff, no pasta. Like people are freaking out. And that's definitely what's scaring me even more is just the general panic that people are having. Well, yeah, because it makes it makes it a lot more real. It makes it a lot scarier to think about that people are literally preparing to be quarantined inside their homes for weeks at a time. Yeah, and like you said, the stock market, our economy—that's what's really concerning too. Yeah, really huge. How long are things going to be closed? If this guy is saying three to seven months, what if it's three to seven months and everything is still closed? And that's going to be really society's just like coming to a halt. 
Yeah, it's gonna. It's gotten crazy really fast. I mean, it's already shut down some of the largest corporations in the world. When you talk about sporting sporting events, yep. all, the NBA suspending the season, all these other leagues suspending their seasons, and now pretty much all live events for that matter. Most musicians are canceling tours. Yeah, uh, venues are closing yeah. temporarily. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to have a major impact regardless of of what the virus actually does. But the both combined together is is honestly, I think something to worry about and I do too. definitely creates panic. Mm-hmm. And of course there's been a lot of conspiracies yes. about it. Yes. And you know, um, some of it is a little ridiculous, but there have been some interesting things that have surfaced for sure. Absolutely. And one of these has been recently spread a lot because Kim Kardashian shared it on Twitter yesterday, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, she did. And it, it went really, really viral, but it's essentially an excerpt from, a psychic's book, Sylvia Brown's book, where very she, famous psychic. Mm-hmm, exa- yeah, she's no longer with us, but she is credited by some to predicting this pandemic over 12 years ago. Because in the book, she actually writes that in around 2020, a severe pneumonia like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments, which is mm-hmm. essentially what's happening right now. Yeah, very accurate. But then the second part is obviously a prediction by her, and we haven't foreseen what this Mm -hmm. will be true or not but almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived and then an attack 10 years later and then disappear completely so obviously Mm -hmm. we can't see if that's true or not yet but suddenly vanishing i don't know if i see this suddenly vanishing or not i think it's going to be around for a while but yeah and it might um start you know, cases might start diminishing in areas where it's a warmer climate. They don't think it can survive as yeah, easily yeah. where it's warmer. So maybe in the summertime, you know, as the seasons change, this could vanish, this could disappear. Mm-hmm. But like I said, of course we don't know yet. Right. Well, I know that China is already starting to like ease up a little bit on things. And, well, we don't know. That's what right. they're saying. That's what they're, they're saying. They're definitely trying to control the conversation though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and get into some of these conspiracies. Cause we have a lot to talk about. We do. But before we get into our first one, we'd like to thank our first sponsors for today. Okay, so this was a theory that I saw circulating on Twitter. Someone had figured it out because they were listening to music on Spotify. And you know how they have those playlists that are for like studying or chill beats or brain calming. Like they have these Mm -hmm. special Spotify playlists or creamy or whatever. And sometimes you come across an artist on there that you've never heard of. Well, all the time, because a lot of them you don't know of. And this guy was listening to it, and he went to the artist page for this one named Jan Thiel. And he was just like, I just love the music, so I want to find the artist and find more of it. And when you click the artist, it just brings you back to the main playlist, and there's no actual artist page. When you Google the artist's name, there's nothing that comes up. Mm. Like, this artist does not exist. And so they started looking at a bunch of other artists and it turns out a bunch of Spotify artists don't actually come back as anyone when you search the name. So they're fake. Yes, they're fake artists. That's very weird. But this is a conspiracy because Spotify denies it. Yeah, that that's what really got me because it's like this isn't that hard to figure out because it Mm -hmm. just takes a couple Google searches and you see that these artists don't have pages or websites or social media at all. Charlie key, for example. And these are popular artists too, that are getting millions of of plays on their songs because they're on popular playlists that Spotify is promoting. Right. So why is Spotify doing this? Well, when an artist uses Spotify, they get a percentage, which is like a percentage of a cent on each play, barely anything. So if you're a small artist, it's like impossible to make money on Spotify. Right. And part of the reason for that is because the stats are inflated because Spotify is using their fake artists and their plays to kind of manipulate the -hmm. the market per se. Right. With the Spotify. Yeah. It's terrible for artists. It's really Because they can promote like their own fake artists the most. Mm -hmm. And so then they don't have to split ad revenue or, you know, playback revenue with anyone. Spotify gets to keep all of it because they are the artists. So the journalists that were looking into this conspiracy were wanting to know how does somebody with millions of plays not have any sort of social pulling whatsoever. And so the journalists actually put together a, a statement asking for Spotify to explain, you know, what's going on. And Spotify's response was that we do not and have never created fake artists and put them on Spotify playlists. Categorically untrue 
full stop, we pay royalties, sound and publishing for all tracks on Spotify and for everyone we playlist. We do not own rights. We're not a label. All our music is licensed from rights holders and we pay them. We don't pay ourselves. That just makes no sense. Then what are these fake profiles? They're clearly fake artists. Well, it seems what they're doing is they're going to artists that are out there and purchasing songs outright from them that are like independent artists that aren't really like known Mm -hmm. and being like, Hey, we'll pay you, you know, this sum of money if you give us total control and rights over this music. And then they're bringing it onto their platform, rebranding it as some fake artist and then putting it into your playlist, knowing that it's going to get a lot of plays because it's a good song. But the original artist is not getting the royalties from it. It's it's weird that their statement like really shut it down, but Majorly. I feel like there's some truth here. It seems that there's truth to it. Absolutely. Like, well, then explain this. But they've. Uh, they don't like this. They deny it, man. They completely huh. deny it. Say that we would never huh. do that type of thing. But Ooh. a lot of people are obviously sp- suspicious because like what type of artist with millions of plays doesn't have any following or social yeah. media or anything like you yeah. can't find them. What? At all. That doesn't exist. It doesn't because. The smallest of artists that are on Spotify yeah, at least with find them. handful of plays. My brother, yeah. for example, is on Spotify. Yeah. You know, he doesn't yeah, get a ton of plays. But yeah, exactly. He has and there's tons YouTube. of examples of this. It's yes. not like it's a one-off thing. It's a lot of oh, artists. No, it's really weird. Let us know if you guys know anything about this or what you think. And again, it's primarily on like ambient uh, playlists, yeah. study playlists, where it's like yeah. instrumental type there's music. There's no lyrics. Right. right. It'd be kind of hard to like rebrand a pop song yeah. from somebody. Yeah. It's like piano music mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Exactly. So, I mean, it, I don't know. It's hard to say if the conspiracy is really true or if there is some manipulation happening there that they're somehow able to make this legal, I guess. I don't know. The next conspiracy you want to talk about is all the conspiracy surrounding Britney Spears. I think I actually believe these theories or something. I kind of do a, a little bit too low key because it is very suspicious for it sure. It is. It's like something about this just gets me. And normally the ones about like pop stars, I don't tend to believe them or take them seriously, but this one just something's so off. I feel like she's really controlled. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder that especially five, 10, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. like when you were a, a pop star coming into the music industry and stuff, it seems like it was way more controlled. Oh yeah. As far as like what you could do and yeah, very manufactured, like yes. the, either the record label or yes. the agent or they're agency really controlling. like latches onto and they're like mm-hmm. this leech. And then they try to like mm-hmm. make you form you into what they want in order to drain as much money out of you as they can. Oh yeah. They don't care about you as a person at all. And I just, I've been, the only thing I've ever really been a fan of is Britney Spears. Like I bought I all of her first CDs. Like when I first met you, remember I was still playing like, oops, I did it again yeah. as like a senior driver. Yeah, you my were, car. you were. I was like, Britney, you were listening to Britney Spears. What? I love it. I love her and I love her older music. And I just feel like something changed or like Absolutely. something happened. And I don't know. Let's just dive into this. Well, that's the biggest conspiracy is regarding her voice. Yes. And why has her voice evolved and changed so dramatically over the years. I mean, going back as far as when she first got started mm-hmm. or completely even completely different. Yeah, exactly. Or even there's clips of her as a kid. Yes. Where her voice is deeper than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's when play she that sings. clip. Wow. That is deep. That is a powerful a, voice for a child. Come on. She has an incredible voice. Absolutely. And you're telling me that instead of getting deeper yeah. after going through puberty and everything and as she grows up, that it's going to all of a sudden turn into like a baby voice or like almost like a chipmunk voice. Like, Yeah. And it's not only this clip though. Like what gets me is that original first album, Baby One More Time. She has some deep songs on there, like the Soda Pop song. Like the big girls on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah totally. Like, B goes on. It's really, really deep. Like I have a terrible voice, but, but I don't know. Something about her voice has definitely changed. She started singing in this really like high pitched baby sounding voice. Yeah. Yeah. Very, a lot higher than her 
old voice, it seems like. And, yeah. it, and the conspiracies are surrounding why did this happen? Why did it get higher? Here's a video of her when she was 13 at the Mickey Mouse Club, and she has a very deep voice in this clip. No, yeah. that's not Britney Spears. She has a really deep voice. What? Isn't that yes. crazy? I'm really suspicious now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's really deep. I know. She has a very deep and powerful voice. And like I said, that first album had a lot of that showcased. And they seem to have okay. shut that down over time. Like, oops, Why? I did it again. Her second big album had a little bit of that too. But then by the third, fourth album, she was completely this very high-pitched poppy sounding artist it completely changed is it because of the times changing and like her producers were worried that if her voice didn't evolve with the times that it would not be as popular i guess and i i mean it's not like she hasn't been popular it's been very popular she's does extremely well because like so clearly people like that it's kind of her signature thing too the the baby sounding yeah. voice and yeah, i think that really yeah. started too with like oh like, baby yeah baby yeah and like she kind of like very sexual yeah yeah yes it is that's very really sexual. it's like someone like it's like very moany and gaspy yeah. and like it's different it's very different it's from very different how she used to sing but people think that her voice didn't just change that she's purposely singing a certain way and that she hides her deep voice for some reason. And they won't let her sing like that. I had no idea that she's had a deep voice at all. Really? The first time I ever heard Britney Spears was when I saw the toxic music video and I was just completely, <laughs> oh completely blown away by that. I mean, oh, I was I'm sure you were a young teenager. And when I watched that, I was like, Holy she was shit. Hot in that video. This is hot shit right here. <laughs> I probably have a few million views on that one. So, that was a great video, but her voice was just like, so like sexy and like, they definitely sexualized yes. Britney Spears. Like, Oh, definitely. They instantly realized like this, this woman is, and that's be... what they do in this industry, right? Mm -hmm. Like this happens to so many well, people. To some extent. I mean, like, would you say Ariana Grande is like in the same boat? I mean, sort of, but not really. Well, she's but she, been, has... she has a very wide vocal range, but she definitely showcases deeper notes. She seems like she's a lot more control of her music and it's like still authentic to how she started. Yeah, I was going to say there's tons of successful artists that have deep voices. Deep voices are sexy. Yeah, yeah that's like, why I don't Adele, get why she yeah, hasn't exactly. used I was just it. Say, Adele, Adele, yeah, totally. And there's tons of people. It's not mm -hmm. like it's out of style or yeah. out with the times. I, I feel like that doesn't. It. I mean, there's tons of artists now that have deep voices and there's tons of artists that have really high pitch voices. Yeah, it seems like even if she wanted to have the high pitch thing in some of her songs, she could still show her vocal range and have a deep voice in some of her songs. Like, why has she stopped using her deep voice that she really used to use all the time? Like, at all? Why doesn't she use that? Right. So. One of the theories is that her backup singer, Maya Marie, became the voice of Britney when it switched from that low voice to the high voice. And she's essentially been lip syncing like her whole life like afterwards yeah and i don't know if i fully believe that part of the theory um the whole maya thing has been like really sketchy and i don't know if it's true i mean she definitely does do backup vocals though and it's so crazy because you if you listen to an old britney spears song you can hear there's multiple people singing at yeah, that's so different weird. parts yeah. and i never really noticed it when i was younger but she has like backup vocals like with her but they harmonize with her so it kind of all blends but a lot of people think that she's that, doing though? those high notes. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Hollywood does anything. They're a bunch of slime bags. They would do something like that and like deceive people. people and make people think that Absolutely. really singing when but she's not. I don't not. really see the point. Why not just let her, she has a beautiful voice. Why not just let her showcase her full voice? Here's an idea. Maybe they thought the deep voice did not match the persona or the out, that word appearance. And the, whoever her managers are, producers were, were like, we want to make you this like Innocent. sex symbol and like yeah. have this raspy. I think they really like Britney Spears was attached to sex and they really wanted her to be like the sexual like the icon. Deep voice is sexy. I just don't get it. I just well, really in, don't get it back in the early two thousands and nineties and, and stuff. It was kind of di different, a little bit different. I think like that mm -hmm. was kind of what was more popular, but at the same time, Christina Aguilera was True. nailing well, all yeah. of these 
really right. deep notes so and just incredible vocal ranges. Why wouldn't she showcase that? Yeah. It seems so weird. It does. One of the r- more recent videos of Britney Spears that came out was on her Instagram. And that one yeah. was really puzzling. Yes. And after. this happens all the time. It's not just this video because I follow her Instagram all the time and she sings on it a lot. Interesting. And sometimes it's deeper. And when she does sing, though, she normally has or pretty much all the time uses a filter. And it's like, you're Britney Spears. Why aren't you posting actual videos of you singing? So when you play it with the filter on, it sounds high pitched, kind of like your normal stuff. But when you slow it down, it sounds like that's how it's supposed to be. It sounds like like she actually did sing in that voice, but then they were like, okay, let's put this filter on for Instagram. So no one will know you have this deep voice. So people think that if you slow it down, it's her real voice, but no one knows. That's what I'm so curious about is like, why even to this day is she not singing in that deep voice? It's really weird. Well, I feel like now it's too late. What is she all going to say? Oh, by the way, I still can sing really deep, but I haven't in my entire career basically. So I just stopped. It's kind of like what she's known for now is that, (laughs) <laughs> Wait, let's pull up that Instagram though. Okay, yeah, I want to hear that. So that is the one that she posted, but people think that she put some type of filter on that and that this is actually how it's supposed to sound if you slow it down. Dude, even when you watch it and you watch the dude spinning, it looks like he's turning in fast motion on the first one. Like it looks yes. like he's walking fast, like the video is it sped does. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does look like it's sped up. So maybe she just sped it up for some reason. Yeah, I think that version might be a little too slowed down, but I think it definitely was sped up the original because doesn't that sound so much more natural? Oh yeah, the first one doesn't sound natural at all. No, it definitely sounds, sounds like filtered or sped up. Like got like a Mickey, like helium sound. Yeah. Like, ugh. And I love that deep voice. I wish she would use that if this is real, but I don't know because there's always, every time I talk about this theory, there's always like vocal coaches and people who actually sing that comment and are like, no, she's probably just like, she just can manipulate her voice. And I don't so know. she's just faking the voice. She could much. be, but is the theory is really, if she is, you know, doing the baby voice or isn't allowed to do the deep voice. Why is it? Do they like keep her from doing that? They don't want it to mess with her image because sometimes she's also sung uh, live in places like a few times here and there. And she sounds like that, hmm. you know? And so some people think, so during she, a show, she does a lot of her show, she does lip syncing cause she dances like yeah. you can't sing. Right. Um, but sometimes she does just sing and she's done a few just acapella covers and things like that. And they sound a lot deeper. Hmm. So yeah. So it's like, why are they making her talking or singing that high pitched voice? It doesn't make any sense. So like yeah. A fake oh, voice. Yes. So then obviously you can take this theory even farther and say, yeah. okay, maybe she's not faking the voice. Maybe she has been completely replaced that the old Britney is no longer here, no longer here or being hidden or there's a clone in her place. Yeah. Which there's absolutely no evidence for her yeah, being a clone. Clearly, not anything but. strong, but it's interesting. The idea of clones is always really interesting to think about, especially like clone celebrities and yeah. famous people. There's a lot to be. I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons why people think that somebody yeah. could be cloned just because like their behavior changes or mm-hmm. their voice changes in this instance. 
what would that be why like what's yeah. the reason behind it like this particular theory they believe she died in a car accident or something and oh do they 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 cloned her before that apparently which because oh. like if you think about it a lot of these pop stars especially in actors and and famous people that generate tons and tons of revenue for these companies that they work for and if you think about it, it a clone would be a great insurance policy because if the person that is no longer, no longer there, then they have this backup to put into place. But who even says that a clone could even do this at all? Right? Yeah, I just, I, we, I don't know if we've seen enough proof well, yeah. of how far we are with cloning. Yeah. But they're cloning things for sure. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I just, mm, I, I think it's more likely that she's being forced to do certain things. I bet she's had to sign things in her life, promise to do certain things. So the reason the this whole clone theory gained traction was because in her song Mona Lisa in 2004, in this song she literally sings the words she was cloned, mm-hmm. which tells the story of a girl who wants the world to know that she's been cloned and that the original is better and that this clone would soon be gone and the real Mona Lisa would emerge showing her true self. Yeah. Which like why why would you that's a kind of a odd thing to sing about. And then this never got actually released onto a legitimate album. Mm-hmm. It never became an actual album and no one knows why. It did make it on the radio and it did eventually make it on her chaotic EP. But it the lyrics of it are really really weird. And then there's this music video for I think it's Break the Ice. I think it's in there, but they show cloning. There's like cloning tubes and her being cloned and this whole yeah. animated image. Right. Which I mean, of course, people are going to take that as maybe it's actually true that that's what's happening. And that explains the change in her voice. Is but, she trying to speak to her fans through her music yeah. or send a message? Is there like some subliminal messaging happening? I don't know. I mean, I think these big labels are such scum yeah like, there's definitely I've, some yeah. slime balls there for sure oh yeah hearing about what artists go through taylor swift demi lovato kesha they're nasty people and i wouldn't be surprised if she has been controlled in some type of way yeah i mean i think all bets are off the table with what we saw with hollywood and all the things exposed yeah. about what's happening I mean, in it's hollywood possible. it's hard to think that stuff like this could be happening in the music industry or something as crazy as cloning or or yeah well, she straight Worse. up in that song talks about being cloned and says she's been cloned. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Is it possible? I don't know. I mean, you guys I will like- have to let us know if you think Britney Spears is cloned or if you believe in celebrity clones. That's like a big thing. We need to do an episode just on celebrity clones. Or just cl- and cloning in general because yes. I think there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of misinformation around cloning yes, for sure. There is. But there's some interesting stuff to talk about too. Absolutely. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, but getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is something I really wish I would have known about a few years ago when I was just getting credit cards and I managed to rack those up and then had a horrible time paying them down. And it would have made a lot more sense for me to consolidate all that credit card debt into one loan. But unfortunately, my credit score wouldn't allow it and it would give me a really crazy interest rate. So that's what's cool about Upstart is they go beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart is also great because they do make it super fast, simple and easy to check your rate. And it doesn't actually affect your credit initially when you want to check what your rate would actually be. So see why Upstart is top ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash milehire to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash milehire. So if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know that I absolutely love the company Third Love. Third Love does bras completely differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident in their bra every day. And with the right kind of support, they can help you do this. These bras are designed to fit you, not the other way around, which I love. They're designed with measurements from millions of other women and their bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 different bra sizes, so there's one for everyone, but we know that the only one that matters to you is yours. Every third love bra is backed by their perfect fit promise. You have 60 days to wash it, wear it, put it to the test, and if you don't love it, you can return 
return it for free. And the best part is it'll be donated to a woman in need. Their Fit Finder quiz is awesome. All you have to do is answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. It's hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra out there for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off their first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash mile higher to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash mile higher for 15% off today. Working out is hard. It's always been hard. Even when it's easy, it's still really hard. Balma socks can't change that, but they can make it more comfortable. So if your resolution is to get fit this year, start by getting socks that can keep up every step of the way. Balma socks are different for one. They're probably the most comfortable sock I've ever worn. The way that they actually fit your feet is unique, I believe, and it supports your arches. It's got like extra arch support in it. So if you're somebody that wears like Vans, it's nice to have that extra support on your heels so you don't get a bunch of blisters from your Vans. What's also great about Bomba socks is that they do keep your feet dry when you're doing any sort of activity outside or inside for that matter, it keeps your feet dry. But probably the coolest thing about Bomba socks and the reason why I support them is that the number one requested item in homeless shelters is actually socks. What's cool about Bombas is that for every pair of socks that you purchase, they donate a pair to a homeless shelter. Go to bombas.com slash milehire today and you'll get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash milehire for 20% off. Bombas.com slash milehire. Well, let's move into the next conspiracy here. This one is about McDonald's. Yes. This and one is so interesting. It really is. It's the like McDonald's a fraud, monopoly. Really. Yeah. It's yeah. A, a conspiracy of people to commit fraud. Is mm-hmm. Mail fraud is what the actual charge is. So I don't know if you've heard about the HBO documentary McMillions, but it is a documentary that tells this whole story in great detail from the people that actually very great detail. were a part of it. Yeah. It's long. It is long. It's very long, but it's very entertaining. So we'll give you a a quick rundown of it. So essentially, McDonald's has this game called the Monopoly game that they do uh, every year or twice a year sometimes. Pretty much everyone knows about the Monopoly game at McDonald's, right? They've done it forever. Yeah. You know, for years. It's like a little chip that's on the fries or the drinks. Mm -hmm. And this is really interesting. Did you know that they also have to advertise that you can come in and get a chip just for free? Like you you can walk into any McDonald's and ask for one. And they have to give it to you. Otherwise, it's considered gambling. Right. Yeah. They have Mm -hmm. to be able to just give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go in and ask for it. So these chips, you basically get, there's like a game board. I've never played it. Monopoly. It's game pieces. Okay. So it's like the menu. There's like a piece. And then, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. you win like little food items too, and then you can win yes. real money. I used to real play. Prizes too. <laughs> Did you? Me and my mom would get like really pumped when Monopoly time would come around for McDonald's. Really? And we would like go there all the time and collect all the little oh my t- things and like try and be like, okay, we already have this one. Oh, we really need this blue chip because then that will be millionaires. And it never <laughs> happened. Yeah. And of course you're looking for like the one chip that they have like three of. Yeah, out in, exactly. You know, it's kind of a genius marketing. Play. Oh, it oh totally. It's really smart. McDonald's All you got to do is smart about their marketing. buy your normal food from there and you have a mm-hmm. chance at winning money. You don't have to go get like a lottery ticket or anything. Yeah. You just buy your fries and you might win a million dollars. Like who wouldn't want to do that? Mm-hmm. And McDonald's gets a huge surge in sales during these promotional games that they run. Yeah, because people are like, oh, I'll get one extra item because I'll get one extra Monopoly piece. Oh, yeah. And if you like upgrade and get a bigger piece, then you get four of the tiles instead of just two. Yeah. It's totally like yep. spend a little bit more, get more, more tokens, chance. and then you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, and the prizes, the prizes are lit. Like mm-hmm. they offer vacations to cars, to yep. boats, to mm-hmm. uh, exotic car, you know, all these cool things that everybody wants and it really draws you in. So yeah. people, yeah, participate in this game that they mm-hmm. run every year. And there's even instant cash prize winners too. There's a few pieces that are instant cash prize winners out there. But the big grand prize that they offer through the Monopoly game is the million dollars, which there's a one in 650 million chance to win that. Damn. And your odds of winning this are actually worse than your odds at winning the lottery. You have a better chance of winning the lottery than this Monopoly game that they have going on. But of course, by the ads, they make you feel like anyone can win. Mm -hmm. Well, then sometimes they're like, oh, you're a guaranteed winner. And then you open it and it's like free small fry. You're like, wow, I won a dollar. Thank you. (laughs) It's very smart. It is. And so McDonald's doesn't have an internal marketing team. They actually hired a marketing department uh, called Simon Marketing. Right. And then they hired, and then Simon Marketing had this guy named Jerome Jacobson 
or as he's called, Uncle Jerry, who oversaw the security of the McDonald's Monopoly promotion, including watching the winning pieces being printed and traveling to all the McDonald's factories that produce the cups and wrappers to actually deliver the pieces themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where this whole McMillian story starts, is that yes. Jerome Jacobson is overseeing the game and security super tight. And then someone anonymously contacts the FBI and puts them on to the fact that multiple people who have won are all related. They're all like these Italian men who are connected. All of the winners of these big prizes, yeah, different millions last of names, dollars. But mm-hmm. connected in some way. Mm-hmm. And the person in the anonymous tip said it's all being orchestrated by this Uncle Jerry figure who I yes. just just told you who was Jerome Jacobson. Mm-hmm. And he's been orchestrating this huge ring that's essentially stealing these game pieces because he's overseeing the operation yeah. and transportation of it. And he's selling them out the back door for <laughs> real cash. Yep. So this is all happening for years. And McDonald's yeah. has no idea about it. Like, no. in first, the FBI thought okay, this has got to be something that McDonald's is involved in. Like maybe this is yeah. an internal fraud. But when they brought it up to them, like, did you know all of your fucking winners are related? Yeah, they were, they were mind like, blown. what? <laughs> and so, yeah, they did a full investigation and figured out that this guy was doling it out to people and coaching them on how to cash in their prizes. Right. So what do you, do? yeah, what do you do is he take the winning game pieces, he'd go out and sell it and then sell it to people not only, you know, random people out there for, you know, it'd be like, here's a $10,000 uh, prize winner. Give me 2000 and then you can yeah. keep the rest uh-huh. is the way that he would do it. So you'd get real cash, get cash. Give the game piece and mm-hmm. then coach the person on what to say when they went and redeemed the actual game piece themselves. And it went really, really far. Mm-hmm. And it went on for a long time. That kind of pisses me off because I wasted a lot of time and money getting McDonald's and I knew now I know that there was never a chance of me winning. No, because Jerome was handing out all the winning pieces yeah, and honestly, there was fuck no Jerome. chance. I was trying to win a trip to Mexico and a million bucks. My mom and I were, and I had zero chance. Yeah. yeah like, and he never had a chance. And a lot of people are pissed about this. Yeah. I mean, he was completely manipulating the system. Like he yeah. sold a $200,000 winning piece to his nephew for $45,000. That's crazy. And after he started doing this, he started realizing like, Oh, I can really make some serious money yeah. here. So then he started, expanding his network of people and started recruiting other people to claim prizes for him as well. And this included an individual named Jerry Colombo and Jerry told Jerome that he was a member of the Colombo crime family in New York. So like the mafia pretty yeah. much. And, and it's a bunch of Italian dudes. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> and so Jerry Colombo claims that he sold a million dollar piece to a friend of his wife's named Gloria Brown And he met her on the side of the freeway and sold the piece for $40,000. And then he drove her to McDonald's and coached her on what to say in order to claim the prize, including lying about where she lived because multiple winners were coming forward near his home in Jacksonville, Florida. So he was worried that these other people that were winning would trace back to him. Yep. And what's so funny is that this Jerry Colombo guy actually appears in a McDonald's commercial Mm because he himself fraudulently wins a dodge viper that's ballsy man that is did they not oh my gosh i they didn't think they didn't they clearly you know they started getting these Mm -hmm. things and they started losing the tightness of of keeping this under wraps because yeah play the the ad it's kind of funny people everywhere are winning big playing the monopoly game at mcdonald's Barbara Gray won a Sea-Doo jet boat. Mary Wallingsford won a $2,000 Citibank shopping spree. Kyle McKinnon won a Sega Saturn with a Daytona USA game. Jerry Colombo won a Dodge Viper. And there are two $1 million prizes left. With millions of prizes left, you could be next. So take a break and get a break at McDonald's. Have you had your break today? Wow, that's old. 1995? That is shit. old. <laughs> wow, that's like a trip down memory lane. That man. really is. That that's reminds crazy. me of like VCRs. The and prizes like, are like, wow, look at that. I know, that's seriously. A, so Jerry, he not only he's doling out the winning pieces. Yeah. And he not only gives one to his friend and then gives himself a viper, but then he actually did a good thing and gave a million dollar piece to St. Jude's Hospital. Yes, he did. Which, I mean... There's a little bit of kindness in his cold scammer heart. Yeah. That was good. And of course, St. Jude's was like, whoa, like kind of like, what? this is weird. Like, where are you giving this? And then McDonald's is like, okay, clearly 
St. Jude's can't go buy a game winning piece. So like somebody gave it to them and technically Mm -hmm. that's breaking the rules and they, that would forfeit the the winnings. But Mm -hmm. McDonald's is like, what are we going to do? Take a million dollars from from St. Jude's children's hospital. So they just let them keep it. And that was probably like the best thing that came out of the the scam itself was that St. Jude's got a million dollars out of it. Yeah. But that was, I guess their first sort of red flag too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think McDonald's is starting to kind of catch on that. Okay. Something's something's going going on. And, the FBI operation itself was called Operation Final Answer, and they actually recruited one of the communications people from McDonald's corporate office to be undercover. And so what they would actually do is they created the FBI created this productions company, Shamrock Productions, and they all went undercover as like this production company and they'd go and interview the winners and mm-hmm. film them. So, to see their reaction yeah. and to, it's almost like trying to catch them in their lie. Right. Yeah. It's kind of funny because they go and visit all these men mm-hmm. that have won these prizes. It's really funny. It's and worth they're watching. filming them and like making them like say like, okay, well yeah. what happened? And yeah. when you hear their stories, you're like, okay, this is kind of fishy. Like, and they're like holding these big chests yeah, and like smiling. <laughs> it's actually uh, really funny and really interesting at the same time that this ring of mafia men essentially were scamming McDonald's Mm -hmm. out of millions of dollars. Yep. One guy specifically they interviewed Michael Hoover. They like brought him down to the beach to hold the check and like smile with it. (laughs) And some kid came up and like stole it. And one of the FBI agents had to like run and get it because it's considered evidence. And he's undercover at this point. Yeah. And they're like, kept trying to trick them. And at one point he asked him, you know, what, what would you buy with all your money? And he was like, oh man, I'd buy a boat. He's like, okay, well, what would you name your boat? And he said that he would name it, I think filthy scoundrel or something. Something It's definitely scoundrel. Yeah. And he thought that was really funny. And afterwards he called a friend. Meanwhile, they're like wiretapping their phones and listening. And he's telling the friend like how funny it is that they believed that he even told them that he was a filthy scoundrel and they still believed his whole story and just how hilarious the whole thing was that they got away with this. And talking to Uncle Jerry. Yeah. Who turns out to be Jerome Jacobson, who ultimately goes down big time yeah, big for time. this giant fraud. Well, it wasn't McDonald's. hard once they really put the pieces together to realize where yeah. this was coming from. Like, well, they weren't Simon covering marketing. their tracks no. that well and it no. became pretty easy to figure out. But initially, when you go into an investigation like this, they're like, holy shit, we don't know where to start. Could there be somebody in McDonald's that's been infected or, you know, is, is orchestrating some of this or Uh turning a blind eye to it? Or is it the marketing company, but it's actually, you know, all going all the way down into the printing company that the marketing company uses that Rome's overseeing. It's Mm -hmm. like this whole conspiracy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's super interesting though, but he got caught. Uncle Jerry got caught caught, big time in his trial. He admitted to stealing up to 60 game pieces. That's a lot of money. Yeah. He served 37 months in prison for this and had to pay 12.5 million in restitutions. And he's now in his late seventies and lives in Georgia and apparently has really poor health. And ironically enough, the Jerry Colombo guy that won the Dodge Viper in that ad died in a car accident in 1998, Ooh. a few years later. Yikes. But the FBI ultimately arrested eight other suspects on August 22nd, 2001. So there was, was obviously more conspiracy. than just Jerome it was a whole mm-hmm. ring that was all involved in this uh, mail fraud. Okay, so this next one is about J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, the extremely successful. Oh, my God. Insanely successful series. Yes. That pretty much made her a billionaire. Yeah, put her on the map. And she was really poor before Mm -hmm. she made all of those books. Right. So the theory is is that did J.K. Rowling alone create this whole series, write all these books, do all these things to make Harry Potter the mammoth that it is mammoth success that it is today mm-hmm. worth millions or billions of dollars. So some people believe that it was actually created by a larger corporation. So a British journalist named Nina Grunfeld posed the question, is it possible that a person can write six thick books that are translated into 55 languages and sell more than 250 million copies in less than 10 years? Cause the success of Harry Potter is yes. unheard. It's absurd yeah. how successful this series was. I mean, I think it's on par with like some of the most famous books of all time. Mm-hmm. And as far as sales go, because it's an incredible story, it's, she created a whole world, but there's she's a lot incredibly of creative. Like yeah. But not everything is as good. The character development is really You're good. In those me Lord stories. of the Rings is not as good as Harry Potter. Josh is getting defensive. No, it He's is. like, hold up now. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it is. And look how successful Lord of the Rings is. That's true. 
But Lord of the Rings was a bunch of different people coming together to make it the success that it was like JK Rowling is the solo person behind this whole project. Wait, so J.R. Tolkien wrote the, wrote the books, but then he died and, and his son had to bring it into, but they were still written by him. He still created the whole world. Why don't people doubt him that he could create his is even more insane than Harry Potter. Yeah. The, the world's, the languages yes. and all of the races and the history. Yes, it's incredibly complicated. I have been, I am married to a Lord of the Rings freak over here. So I know <laughs> like everything about it. It's incredibly complex. Why do they think just because she's a woman, she's not able to do that? I don't know. Maybe some people look at it from that perspective, but I think that's really ridiculous. Well, if you look at the sheer volume though, I mean, Lord of the Rings is three books and then the Hobbit's one book. Yeah, but and they're so long and incredibly complicated. Not as long as Harry Potter, map. though. I think Harry Potter is a really? longer, longer story. Absolutely. But it's a children's book. It's easier to read, too. Yeah. It's less complex. I don't know. Why couldn't she have done this? I don't really see the conspiracy, I guess. I mean, I think a lot of people wonder about, could she alone make Harry Potter as successful as it has it been by herself? Or in the beginning, maybe she created the story and then, she when she brought it to publishing for books and stuff was a corporation brought in to really put the fuel to the fire and well, yeah. really a publisher grow this yeah that's a what they do a publisher right but some are saying that there could be more involved or more companies involved that have really blown this thing up to uh, epic proportions what are their evidence well this i mean a lot of this is coming from this british journalist nina grunfeld and she didn't believe jk rowling's rags to riches story why? It's not possible to go from rags to riches as an author. Yeah, I think it's pretty hard as a successful author. Yeah. It, so she got really lucky with her story. Yes. And it, it resonated with so many people. I think so. Or was there something else behind the scenes? I don't know. Janelle, what do you think? Um, Did you I read think, Harry Potter, by the way? No, I didn't read Harry Potter. What? I have read have you read Harry Potter? Mm, I oh. read the first one. I have you know, dyslexia. Like kind they of were hard story. for me to read. I was always like way below grade level when everyone was reading them. They were too hard for me. But my dad read me the first one. <laughs> wow. So two non-Harry Potter fans. No, I like <laughs> it. I like it. I watch the movies. Uh, yeah, don't ask me. I have no idea. I think I've seen like Who is movie. Neville? No idea. Do you know who Neville is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know the who Luna, dorky dude. Luna is? Yeah. Hagrid? Yeah, she's the one that gets with Ron. Right? <laughs> what? Even I know that's not the truth. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. Oh wow! You just yeah. So we need to watch Harry Potter wait. after this podcast. Oh wait, no. Ron gets with Hermione. Fuck! I just failed. Sorry. <laughs> it's, right. it's a huge. It's a huge story. It's a it lot is. of characters. It's a big it universe is. that she created. I wasn't super into it as a kid, though. I'm not one of the. I'm not a Harry Potter freak or anything. Well, she J.K. Rowling is the first person to ever become a billionaire. From writing novels. It's yeah, because it's before. so successful. Mm-hmm. It's the highest grossing franchise of all time. It makes sense. Beat Twilight, Lord of the Rings, Goosebumps, mm-hmm. the Baron Stain, Stain Bears, <laughs> which is a huge feat. So I think that's just incredible. I don't think that means it's. A lot of people just think it's not possible for a human to produce this amount of content and that the load was just insane in order to get all these stories out in under 10 years and then all the movies and maybe everything. she did have some help at some point it's it is possible that maybe to finish all the books and everything maybe she had some help or some creative brainstorming but i i think it was probably mostly all her do you think she came up she came up with all the creative aspects of it oh, as yeah. a story like it wasn't multiple authors like no it's I not think- that complex <laughs> That I mean, that's the thing is it, it's complex to it's pretty it is, complex. There's but it's a lot to still it. a children's book. It's yeah. not that I don't see how it's like that much of a conspiracy that I don't, I don't know. know. Some people think it's a conspiracy that yeah, clearly some people she got that. a lot of help. I don't know. I don't know, though. I think for me, I don't believe this one at all because I think some people are just gifted. And yeah, I think so they're too. super imaginative and yeah. they're able to create a world like, I mean, like you said, I'm a super Lord of the Rings creative. fan, huge J.R. Tolkien fan. And mm-hmm. I think just some people have that gift. And she's one of yeah. those individuals that yes. saw it all in her head and, and really produced. Did she have some help to get it to be to where it is today? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, maybe. but it wasn't in any sort of like weird or nefarious way or any like like getting people like 
lying about things that she did in no. order to make more money or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that seems like there's really no evidence for that. No, I but love I Harry know. Potter. Let us know, guys. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. What do, do you, you think? think that it's possible for someone to write that many books in 10 years and be that successful? Ten I years. think it is. I think so too. I think if you're really passionate about it and it's something you created, you could absolutely like pump out a bunch of stories and content Definitely. characters. Definitely. All right, this one is kind of ridiculous. So let's go over it. Is Taylor Swift the secret leader of the Church of Satan and in the Illuminati? This one just really Taylor makes Swift. me laugh. Okay. First of all, look at Taylor Swift. She's from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I believe from a Christian background. I think so too. Is she the Maybe. secret leader of the Church of Satan right now? <laughs> some people believe it, believe it or not. And some people believe that there could even be possible cloning happening here. This is another one of those cloning conspiracies, but there's just a, a lot of theories around Taylor Swift in general. Yeah. I mean, any type of pop star has a lot of conspiracies about them. Some this think, one is very yeah. interesting because of this clip. Yeah. But some people believe that Taylor Swift is actually a clone of Xena Shrek, a former high priestess of the church of Satan and the daughter of the founder of the church of Satan, Anton LaVey. And that because of this, if you're in the church of Satan, you're automatically somehow connected to the Illuminati. And so therefore Taylor Swift is really a clone of Xena LaFay. And she's just had this fake persona of Taylor Swift essentially. And the reason she, like, came for this, back and yeah. became Taylor Swift to yeah. like, get a deeper, darker message out and subliminal messaging and like, right. <laughs> it's so, out there. It is, but it's interesting because Xena looks incredibly similar it's, to Taylor Swift. It's a little scary. It's crazy. They look very, very similar. Especially this picture right here. Blonde hair, pale yeah. skin. Just like the facial structure, the eyes, the eyebrows. Like she just does look incredibly similar to her. But that obviously doesn't mean this theory is no, true. not at all. That's really all the evidence they have is that she looks like this person. So this is kind of hard to wrap your head around. But Xena yeah. Shrek was a high priestess in the Church of Satan from 1985 to 1990. And Taylor Swift was born in 1989. Okay. So, so what's going on? <laughs> that obviously she was like a, matter. maybe Taylor Swift, the clone was born that and doesn't check out, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because why, you know, when Zena is at the height of her career, why would she decide to clone herself? Very bizarre. So people that believe this theory think that she cloned herself in order to continue, you know, the church of Satan and, and, you know, spread the message, spread the message of, yeah, the Illuminati to, Carry it on. <laughs> and others point to Taylor's obsession with the number 13, which is a significant number to mm -hmm. the Illuminati. There's a lot of occult meanings to it, the occult calendar. Uh, there's a lot of other things surrounding it. And she likes the number 13. She's born on Friday the 13th. She's known to write the number 13 on her hand before performances. And her debut album had 13 tracks. So therefore maybe she, that's our lucky number. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's born on the 13th. I mean, yeah, my favorite number for a while was the 17th. I was born on the 17th. So some people believe that they can even pinpoint the moment that Taylor Swift was inducted into the Illuminati oh. pointing to her infamous incident with Kanye West at the VMAs in 2009. That was the induction, mm, right? God, that moment I saw that live on TV. It was so crazy when he got on stage. Everyone yeah. was so confused. Yeah. I'm going to let you finish. Such How a Kanye thing to do. Rude. I know. <laughs> but why is that her induction into the Illuminati? What is it? It's, it's a like very public basic, embarrassment or something? Yes, it's a, ba it's a basic stress test to get into. <laughs> and a part of the initiation ritual to get uh -huh. into the Illuminati is that you need they need to see how you perform under the stress of being humiliated. Because when you're in the Illuminati, you will be humiliated a lot. What? So they want to test By that what? out. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> oh my God. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Theorists believe that Beyonce, who is rumored to be one of the high ups in yes. the Illuminati, mm -hmm. invited Taylor back on stage later in the show to finish her speech. And because of this, this was a sign that Taylor passed the test and made it into Illuminati. That because was it. Beyonce let her in. I cannot <laughs> so take funny. any of I these can't. seriously. I, I always struggle with these Illuminati celebrity theories. Like people really think Beyonce is running the Illuminati. Really? Really? 
I feel like it just makes it look so stupid and it's why people don't take things like the Illuminati seriously Absolutely. when there's actually yeah. a lot to be learned about well, it. Well, it's a real secret society yes, that existed for a long real. time, could still be around now. Could be, it we is don't actually. know for sure. It likely is, but is Beyonce the head of it? No. It's <laughs> a secret like... <laughs> society for a reason. They wouldn't have Beyonce the head of it, like the most popular female on the planet. Oh, why I would they just have her it. be? These theories are why so funny. Why would she funny? want to be? Yeah, it's, it's really funny. And I mean... It's so silly that it's just like, how can you even remotely take it seriously? I know. So these rumors of Taylor being in the Illuminati would resurface again years later in her feuds with Kim Kardashian, who, like Beyonce, is also rumored to be high up in the Illuminati. All these famous women in the mm-hmm. Illuminati, mm-hmm. as well as Kanye West. And so they believe that this was like an entire, this whole like feud between all of them was orchestrated by the Illuminati in order to perpetuate their fame and make them more out there which i don't i'd still struggling in fact why would you want yeah, I know. your top members of your secret society in front of everybody yeah there's like no sight? logic behind these yeah, theories not really and xena shrek still is around and lives out her days as an artist and magician in berlin and has not actually publicly commented on the rumor well of course taylor swift has never admitted to being a satanist or a member of the illuminati far from that i would say <laughs> quite the opposite yes So after talking about these different theories and some of them were real theories or stories that have happened, what, which one was the most interesting to you? Like what, which one do you find most interesting? I think it's really interesting about Spotify that they're not admitting that this is happening because it's clearly happening. I mean, it's not hard. You can go see it for yourself. Like go look at these playlists and you'll find one of these artists, these fake artists. So I think that's really compelling. McDonald's is really compelling. I think Britney Spears is pretty interesting. I don't know. The only one I really don't believe that we went through, or I guess I don't believe the JK Rowling one. And I don't believe the Taylor Swift one. Yeah. I would have to agree with you. I think I'm in the same boat as far as which ones I believe and which ones I don't. Yeah. What do you think, Janelle? We did a video back on Britney Spears a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember even back then when we were looking at all the videos and watching everything play in regular speed versus what we think is sped up. (laughs) It's pretty compelling. compelling. And just, I mean, I don't know. Her voice is just so different from when she was mm-hmm. a little kid. And yeah. like Josh was saying, doesn't your voice get deeper as you get older? It's weird oh. that it's kind of gone totally the opposite for her. And something weird is going on. I can't put my finger on what the conspiracy is as a whole. Yeah. And why? But something is sketchy. Like, exactly. I'm just... going to go with my theory that it's all about her image. Yeah. And that they had an idea. They wanted her to be this certain way. Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably, yeah. probably what it is. Like, I don't like the cloning thing is a little mm-hmm. like yeah. much. And, that's why. Pushing it. and the whole Maya thing that she has a backup singer singing for her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, she's talented. Why would she need a backup singer to take over? And people do crazy things to make more money too. So mm-hmm. it, it makes, it makes sense. The Spotify one really confuses me because like you were saying, it's really not even a conspiracy. It's straight up fact that they're playing these songs from these unknown Mm -hmm. artists. And then their little statement that they made is so vague and not helpful at all. It doesn't explain anything. It still is like, okay, well you have random artists floating around all over your app. So what are you doing? I know. I feel like more might come out about that. I'd like to keep an eye on that for a little while. Well, if I was an artist on Spotify. They started to just put the pressure on. Yeah. I mean, if I was an artist on Spotify, I'd be pissed that Mm. they're doing this. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. If you're a smaller artist on Spotify. Taking away from you. Yeah. They're decreasing the value of a playback because they've got fake artists on there. And I think the thing with Spotify is they're like, well, we purchased this music. It's completely mm-hmm. legal. Like we're allowed yeah, to they're do this. Legally but covering like, their bases. But, but it's like, why, why their statement was tricky it? trying to sound like it's not true at all when it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Definitely let us know what you guys think about that. Or if you've heard about this whole thing. Yeah, definitely. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up there for today. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. We will see you next week. Wash your damn hands. Yes, wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands, please. And stay safe. And stay woke. See you guys next time.